Bringing voices that rise above the rumors, complicating the narrative. A podcast from youth shattering myths about loss and trauma in violence-riddled neighborhoods. We, and I'm talking about Auburn Gresham, but I think I'm also talking about so many neighborhoods and so many young black men. I've constantly lived in trauma. When I was 11, no one talked to me about what I saw. When I was 15 and got shot 21 times close to my own home, I never had the opportunity to really heal. Not because I didn't want to, but in the years of mourning and then surgeries and therapy, healing wasn't the goal. Fixing me was. Fixing my wounds, fixing my sores. I'm still fixing my hands that still swell and can barely move and my shoulder that easily displaces. Overall, I'm okay. Physically, I'm alive, I walk, but mentally and emotionally, I am still hurting. And so many like me are. Right now, I'm on electronic home monitoring, house arrest, which might seem like a great deal compared to the past eight years and learning how to walk again, eat again, and use my hands again so that I can write something like this. Knowing it helped me and my family and my community heal from the emotional scars. Appreciate it, Charles. Welcome back, audience, to Complicating the Narrative. I'm Dimitri. And I'm Charles Woodhouse Jr., also known as Lit Charles. What up? So this was from your op-ed, published in the Chicago Sun-Times. Congratulations. That's a big deal, right? For sure. You know, I never knew how much of a big deal it was, (laughs) you know, uh, but I'm starting to realize it. Probably like almost a week later, I'm starting to realize how big it is, you know. Right. It was up um, last Friday, a week ago, in the... Uh, online and then it was published in the paper on Sunday. And it's funny because we've been, you know we've been talking about the same same things we've been talking about on here. Um, but it is it is a big it's a different thing to see it uh, in print in the newspaper because it reaches a, a broader audience, right? Yeah, for sure. Probably an audience that probably wouldn't. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that may not have, have tuned into the podcast that may not know mm-hmm. you personally or you know people have had similar situations so they might not be be familiar so um it's, it's definitely a good uh opportunity for your voice to be heard um so what's been the response since then in the week since uh you've been published in the in the chicago sometimes well the response has been 50 50 hmm. on one side you have um I don't, for a back, lack of a better term, I'm going to say the streets uh, or my community or they're, they're, I'm talking about, they're like, man, I can't believe you were able to really articulate, you know, and, and um, put uh, like all of our lives. It's like, because there's tens of thousands of, hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions that right. are going through the same struggle. And, and when I get that response from them, that mm-hmm. really lets me know, like, you know, I, t- I, tried, I tried to touch on, um, certain points mm-hmm. for for everybody it's, it's right. a lot more stories like man you know so right. that response that's 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 really gratifying and then on the other side you have those um like i could say probably like that come from other places and people that never really understood certain things they're coming to me like man wow you know we never knew and you know because hmm. you just always seen as this um extremely angry hmm. black man that just wants to, to kill and loot and you know so right. when you seen a little bit 
a more of like a, an emotional side, you know, so people really uh, appreciate that as well. So it seems like it's had a, a humanizing effect for those who may not have had that opinion before. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, yeah, exactly. That, exactly. You're seeing as dehumanized. Now you're seeing the human side. Like, right. I feel just like you, you know? So, mm. yeah. you know, that, that's a big part of it as well. I'm, I'm really just happy about the response all around. Right. I was a... Uh... As you're talking about that, I've thought about who we've talked about being the audience for the podcast, and we've always said that it's it's two part, right? It's um, part of complicating the narrative is hearing voices that sound like yours, so talking about experiences that sound like your like experiences that are familiar to you, um, but also for those who are unfamiliar, right? Complicating the narrative, complicating their understanding of of what's going on and who people are. Um, so it, it is interesting to hear you kind of talk about your feedback in those two uh in terms of those two two groups i think that is going to bring people more together because if you can understand each other yeah. that was my biggest thing like that was my biggest point mm-hmm. being able to listen to each other right. and and really understanding one another i'm not just talking about just understand me or understand right. where i'm coming from I'm talking about where, where i'm com- where i come from Let's understand people on the other side. You know what I'm saying? As well, just just mm-hmm. understanding people as as a whole. You know what I'm saying? That's my biggest point. Right, building those bridges of communication, which is dope. For sure. You mentioned uh, early on in the op-ed that you know people have been reaching out, uh, inviting you to dinners, and having conversations, and asking a lot of questions. And my, I guess, the question I have for you, as I was reading that. Why do you think it is that now people have started to say, hey, I need to hear from people I haven't heard from? Why do you think it is that people are reaching out beyond their circles uh, to have these conversations now? Uh, keeping 100, all the way 100 with you is because it slightly leaked out of the of our communities mm. for a little while. What do you mean? So, I'm saying like like it was it was violence and and and, mm. and looting and mm. everything else outside of the black communities like there's not usually like that right. so when it starts to affect you want to be completely honest completely and utterly honest when it starts to do that that's a little scary for people so now, they, now, now people are like man you know i don't really want that to go any further because it can start to infect and affect right. more keep going further i think that's a part of it but i also okay. think that some people are really genuine and really wanted to know, like, you know, why is it a hundred and some students before the right. July 4th weekend? Right. You know what I'm saying? Why is why is this going on? I, you know what I'm saying? I can't understand it. And and really and honestly want to hear now because of what's going on. Um, as far as, you know, it's been a crazy year. Like, the year, <laughs> the, the year 2020 is going to go down in history. You know, you had, yeah. first, first thing you had was the pandemic. And uh, I think that brought people together for one anyway. You know, mm-hmm. it was like, we're going to do this together. We're going right. to get through this together as humanity. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But then also on the other side of it, um, you had the George Floyd. That that rocked the world as well. Right. You know, and then it was like, it brought people's attention to right. um, certain communities that they probably wouldn't have paid attention to. You know? Right. It was, it was definitely a, I mean, if you think about the past, it's only it's only just now july it's past six months it's been a doozy um yeah and you're right it's been that that the way that those events have kind of come together have have kind of led us in the direction that we're in now 
And you're right. The, the George Floyd murder was kind of is one of those turning points. It was kind of like Rosa Parks. It was kind of like uh, Rodney King, the Rodney the video, of the Rodney King beating. It's one of those moments where, you know, people sit up and pay attention. Yeah. But even then, mm-hmm. you know, we're seeing we're, we've seen um, we've seen um, the Rodney King beating. And, you know, they 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 tore it up for that. Mm-hmm. But you've never seen this this kind of everywhere, support. right? Across the country, everywhere, everywhere. You know, it was it was just pretty much in L.A. Now you're seeing it, every, like that rocked the world. I think it, it, it right now. I'm happy and I'm sad a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it's 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 double. It's bittersweet on what's going on. Right, because the reality is still the reality, right? It's just now that people the the. I guess positive, maybe optimistic part is people are starting to pay attention, and and you know, like we've said, um, it's starting to feel like uh, like change. It's starting to feel like people are, are actually paying attention. Like you just said, there are people who are genuinely concerned. Like maybe for some, you know, it's a little bit they're scared because now, oh, this might affect me. But you're right. For others, it's I may not have paid attention the way that I should have, or I may not have been aware or realized. And so now that I'm aware, um, what can we do? Uh, and you talked sure. a little bit about that in in the op-ed also. Uh, a point that you made that I think was, one, of, I guess, one of the major points uh, of the op-ed, you said that a lot of men are emotionally and mentally hurting. Um, and I think another point that you made was that there's nothing done about that, right? It's not acknowledged. There's no... It's kind of a, a problem that's left to fester. Uh, and so I was wondering if you wanted to share a little bit about, like, how just in, in what you've experienced, people that you know, how do people cope with, with all of the trauma that, you know, accumulates over time? How, do, how are people coping with that mental and emotional hurting? Self-medicating, for one. Yeah. Um, that's big, you know. Mm-hmm. This, my generation, really, you don't have too many, like, heroin addicts or or crack, or, or, or not, or not, I shouldn't say that. You don't have too many heroin addicts or cocaine uh, addicts. You have more of like you have the pills, you mm-hmm. know, uh, ecstasy. You have alcohol. You have right. uh, uh, marijuana. You have certain things. That's the biggest thing with how people uh, uh, cope. Right. Self medication. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, me myself, I have also been. Uh, I have also done that. You know, self medication. It's funny, it's it's almost on the back burner now, but for years we've been talking about the opioid epidemic and we're talking about prescription drug use. Um, and, you know, I, I've definitely seen that also. You know, we've seen it. I feel like uh, hip-hop culture is kind of a, a canary in the coal mine as far as um, what's going on in, in society, in, you know, parts of society. And so we've definitely seen an increase in, in prescription drug use. And you're right, part mm-hmm. of that is, a big part of that is... is self-medicating because of all that's going on and i feel mm-hmm. like you know when you have access to health care and, and mental health facilities and you can deal with that trauma in a healthy way which may include you know being prescribed prescription drugs by a healthcare professional um then that's a different story and when a lot of people don't have access to that then they're kind of floundering and out there and what somebody says worked for them is something that somebody else is going to try and you know that that leads exactly. to its own problems yeah, like Percocets, like, you know, like, like Percocets, we never really, you know, mm-hmm. but like, that's a big thing today, like per- perks, you know what I'm saying? Like right. Percocets, perks, whatever you want to call them, you know what I'm saying? I, right. I, I think that 
Self-medicate, yeah, self-medicate when you don't have a, you know, for a long time, we didn't even have a trauma center on the South Side. So health care ain't never been a big thing in our communities, whether it's mental health or, you know, physical health. It's never been a big thing. So yeah, people are just looking for ways to soothe their pain. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, Reminds me of uh, Vic Mensa had a line he said from where's the most, where there's no trauma centers, but the most trauma. Uh, and when you, you know, that's what, that's what that adds up to is, um, mm-hmm. there's a whole lot of trauma and no trauma centers. And that was, um, one of the bullet points that you got to, um, one of the things that I liked, and I think one of the things that a lot of people have appreciated about what you wrote was that it wasn't just, here's my situation. It was, as you said, here's a situation of many in the city who've been ignored, but then also here's what needs to happen. Right. And I think that's where a lot of people have been uh, kind of grasping at straws because we're all trying to figure out like, what do we do? Um, and so you had some Yeah, and I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect either. Like, you know, no, I'm, not, I'm not a, yeah, I got experience. Yeah, yeah. I'm, not a, I'm not, yeah, that's because I said something doesn't mean that it, this is just it. Right. Have to this do, isn't just the prescription, the, the silver bullet, but, <laughs> um, but we, yeah, we've heard what a lot of people, a lot of other people have had to say. Uh, and you are an expert at your own life. And so, you know, that your opinion absolutely is valued uh, in terms of what suggestions you have. And you you did outline four suggestions at the end of your op-ed. One of them was, um, I think the first was see shootings as trauma scenes and not just crime scenes, which, you know, makes a lot of sense. I think people ignore the the fallout that's not just the physical pain after, you know, these tragic events happen. Yeah. So, so look, we, we look at, like, like one of the things I said as well was we just look at the 104 shot, the 15 murder, but we don't look at mm-hmm. everybody that's affected by all of that, all of the trauma, those that have seen seen that person get shot, those family members that, that have been affected by that murder or, you know, like, right. so don't look at it just as a crime scene. Look at it as like somebody actually being hurt. Right. You know what I'm saying? Look at it as... as if the survivor is being, if he survives or if he or she survives, look at it as, you know, they, they, they just went through something. They just had right. a hardship in their life. Right. Not just, not just, uh, well, we got to find the killer that we got to find the, the shooter or that that's it. That's all. And then you don't even worry about really who's been affected by it. Right. Or you know, worse. I, yeah. Or worse. You, you know, we've seen situations where you're like, well, you had to come in or people try to, they, there's a lot of victim yeah. that happens with it also. Yeah. Yeah. Like you had, he had it coming. He's a gangbanger or, you know, right. like, like that type of, you know, like, like, like being 15 years old, 14 years old, 13 <laughs> years old, you just going to say he had it coming. Like right. he's a child. He's written, you know like, written like, off. Yeah. Like, like, like they were just talking about the one year old who got, just got, who just exactly, got killed. Yeah. Right. And they was like, man, is the was the father the target? What the hell does that matter? Right. He just lost his he just lost his, his child. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like even if even if that's the, even if that was the case, and he was the target, and 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 he was whatever you thought he had, he just lost his child. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Does anybody think about that? Does anybody think about um somebody losing their mother, a, 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 a mother losing that? You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. Does you thinking about the grandmother? Like it's it's this is Trump. This this is people being hurt. It's just not. Oh, they're just killing each other. That's the, you know what I'm saying. Right. It's real people. Yeah, real lives being affected for it's sure. real people, real life, real trauma. This is real. It's something that you should take and you should look at as broader than just somebody being shot. And that's it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or he had it. Like you said, he had it coming. Like. 
you know, like. Yeah, and when they show up, I mean, and this is what your point was, was that it it should happen, fixing the problem should happen from the very first engagement. So when you show up, you're not just investigating a crime scene, it's a trauma scene. You, you should, there should mm-hmm. be services that address, um, you know, the whole needs. Just like you show up with an ambulance and you show up with, uh, you know, evidence technicians. Um, there should absolutely be med- you know, mental health professionals on, on call to help deal with this situation or, you know, at the very least people trained to provide some of those services. For sure. When I was shot, this is when it was no trauma center on the South side. When I was shot, it took them, I'm, I'm truly blessed. It took them almost 30 minutes hmm. to come get me for one. It took them 30 minutes. Remember how many times I've been yeah, shot, 20, shot 21 times. Time. Half an hour. I was laid on the. It took them a half, a half an hour to come get me. I live on the south side of Chicago. Hmm. I had to go all the way to Stroger, which also takes another maybe thirty minutes, twenty five to thirty minutes. Hmm. But also, when the police came on the scene, do you know what they did? What? They flashed a light in my face <laughs> and asked. Oh yeah, I know him. Uh huh. We know we know exactly. What, you know what I'm saying? Like, what does that matter, man? I'm sitting here riddled with bullets. Right. Just waiting for you to die. Just waiting on me to die. You know. So, just just flashing a light on that situation. That was ten years ago, but uh, that hasn't. A lot of that hasn't changed. You know what I'm saying? Right. Man. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and you were saying like you know the, the the ambulance shows up and the police showed up and and you know that's what happened when the police showed up. But the, there are so many other ways that people should have shown up that nobody showed up. Um, and it, and you know as you were saying, you're one person. We're talking about you know multiply this out to the the all the numbers and statistics that people see. Those are all individual people who have a similar experience. Um, and so it's a lot. I mean, the just a cumulative amount of trauma. That is really concentrated in certain neighborhoods. It's a lot. It's a lot to deal with. Um, you said another thing, another point that you made, uh, another recommendation was establishing programs and centers that are truly here to heal and repair. Um, shout out to Lisa and Darius. I know they're working with Thrive, and and what they're trying to do is, with that that group that they're working with is trying to do is build a trauma center. Um, kind of like a mental health wellness center on the West side. And so they got a lot of community engagement um, to plan that out. Um, as you know, that, that work is is starting to be done. It's, I think a matter of making it a, a funding priority <laughs> for the city and for the state. Uh, and I think more people being aware that that's something that's needed also. Yeah. Uh, you also talked about establish programming um, that provides real opportunity and safe housing. And you know some some organizations that do things like that, and you're saying there need to be more of that. Yeah, I think that it needs to be more of uh, see, like, cause the only opportunity it seems like any any and everywhere we go is just to work with your hands, like hmm. trades, um, CDL training. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no real opportunity. Like, that's what that's something that contextual gives us a chance to do. It's like you know. It's use your mind, right. you know what I'm saying? Be able to be creative and right. things like that. You have some great minds, yeah. you know, like you have some great minds in these communities, some, some extraordinary minds. Yeah. And it seems as if the only thing that makes you seem like you had a extraordinary mind is if you have a 
certain amount of education or mm-hmm. what if you never had the opportunity? Right. Yeah, because it's almost what as if you-, if you go to certain neighborhoods and you say, well, you guys haven't had, you know, an ideal education. So let's just use you for manual labor as opposed to saying, well, you haven't had an ideal education. So let's get you an ideal education and, you know, see what your mind can do. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Whereas they haven't had an I we have had an education, just right. not an Ivy League education. Exactly. I didn't go to Harvard. Right. I didn't go to Harvard or I, but I didn't had an education. Yeah. Your classroom is a little I, I different. <laughs> yeah, my education just looked different, but I graduated. Right. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Right. I didn't graduate. You know what I'm saying? But but it's just that like like give more opportunities to guys that like like myself. Myself. That's why that I really Happy to be in the position I am with the testos because I'm I work better with my man and I do my hands, but I'm mm-hmm. I'm pretty good with my hands too. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I'm 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 much better using my mind. You know what I'm right. saying? So so giving giving guys an opportunity to work with their minds, just not their hands. Housing opportunities, I'm saying, like, you know, like if you live somewhere on like I like me currently, I I live on 63rd of away from you know what I'm saying? My neighborhood because mm-hmm. of programming. You know what I'm saying? Because right. of programming, and it's and it's really like a breath of fresh air. I, man, I can go sit on my front porch. Right. <laughs> yeah. And as before, I couldn't go sit on my front porch unless I had I was strapped. You know what I'm saying? So, right. so it, the 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 point of just that's 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 a step of healing too. Just a a a a, a, <laughs> a sense of well being. It right. needs to be more opportunities to move even if i had some money right mm-hmm. and i don't have somebody somebody's name to put uh my house in i probably get turned down everywhere i'm a fella right mm-hmm. yeah you know yeah yeah i was gonna say it's just like you mentioned in sitting on your front porch like a lot of people hear that and you're like wow that's it's such a like the simple pleasures of life right but when you think about not being able to do that kind of thing like that's oppressive it's it's a lot that weighs on you all the little things that you can't do when you're in a difficult situation, like it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Not being able to get sunlight. Yeah. You no, know, like, yeah. Um, at least not without worrying, right? Not without constantly being on, on high alert. Um, it's a, it's stressful. Another, the third thing that you said was, um, or sorry, the fourth thing that you mentioned um, toward the end of the op-ed was kind of what you started with. We need to be willing to listen and learn from one another uh, no matter our background, ethnicity, or social status, which is kind of the point of what we're doing, right? It's a, a major point, um, I thought, of of the essay that you wrote and kind of the point of, of what you do as a producer on the podcast, kind of point of what you do through writing and, you know, what we do with Contextos is getting people to open up to hearing each other's stories. Like it's a, it, it has a lot of effects. And, you know, some of them you've mentioned here on this episode, too. Yeah, for sure. I think that one of the things that get lost, whether we're talking about programming, whether we're talking about life and all of that, I'm not more qualified to do anything than you if I don't know about it. Hmm. So uh-huh. what I mean is, what I mean, what I mean is, being able to listen to each other means that what I just said, just because I don't have a, a college degree or I didn't come up here or. I, I don't have an education in working with trauma doesn't mean I don't know nothing about trauma. <laughs> right. Or how to fix it. Yeah. Or just because um, you know, just because you came up in a different place, which I mean, I'm talking about my neighborhoods now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just because somebody comes from a dis- different place doesn't mean that they don't have anything to offer to you. Right. 
doesn't mean that they can't understand you doesn't mean that they can't help you so i'm saying that on all sides of the, on every side of the ball everything period we just have to be able to sit down and listen to each other learn from one another and come up with a solution and it's not that hard i just think that everybody has you know what i'm saying because like it took forever for anybody to listen to me right yeah. I'm 25. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Been waiting a while. Yeah. Now, now everybody, now everybody want to listen, but you know you had that 15 year old me, you had that hmm. 10 year old me, you had that 11 year old me, you had that 21 year old me, 20 mm-hmm. years old. But you know what I'm saying? Nobody wants. Nobody now. Everybody looks at it as oh, he has something to say. But you have tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of mm-hmm. young men just like me. I'm not. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm extraordinary to the point of who I am, but I'm not extraordinary to the point of what my story is. You know what I'm saying? Like right. you got guys with, that, with the same thing, so just listen, sit down and listen to them. Take some time out your day. You know what I'm saying? If you really genuinely want to help, don't just look for you know what I'm saying funding, or <laughs> don't just look to, look to be the best philanthropist you can be. Just try to sit down and listen to actually fix the problem. We right. can fix this whole city, and probably cities more than that. Right. You know what I'm saying? But we, if you're not able to, you, in a classroom to learn anything, that's what you got to do. You got to listen. You got to <laughs> listen and pay attention. You know what I'm saying? To learn anything, you got to listen and pay attention, not think you know it all. You know what I'm right. saying? That's my point. Right. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's the bottom line, right? Because Charles said so. <laughs> Stone Cold said so. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's the bottom line. I, I, and that, I think, is why you know we do the work that we do. So I'm glad that you put all this information out there in the op-ed. I'm glad that, you know, we had an opportunity to take the time to have this conversation um, and kind of fill out the details uh, and give you a chance to elaborate on some of the things that you brought up in the op-ed. But, you know, of course, it's more episodes coming. <laughs> we got more to for say sure, about sure. more things. Stays tuned. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you haven't subscribed yet, um, subscribe. We're on everything on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, every, every anchor platform. spotify so go find us and then um like subscribe uh share leave comments reviews and you know we're gonna keep doing our thing we appreciate you charles thank you for doing your thing uh and we're gonna keep making more of these for sure for sure for sure and everybody pay stay tuned man it's a lot be- it's a lot better coming you know what i'm saying we get better every every episode Thanks for listening to the Complicating the Narrative podcast. We hope you like this episode. You can hear more episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and your favorite streaming services. Complicating the Narrative is brought to you by Contextos. Contextos uses the power of personal narrative to promote healing and reflection and to foster critical thinking and dialogue to provoke change.